you know, you get, you get what you expect when it comes to the kingdom of heaven, right? So right now, let's just raise our expectancy. You know, we didn't come to just have a good time, which we will, um, but we came to have a good time in the Lord. And anytime we separate, like, fun and, like, God, it's not really fun. You know, God is the creator of fun. And uh, when we raise our expectancy, like, God, I want to be transformed. I don't want to be the same leaving this place. Um, he'll do it, and he's faithful to do it. And it's not about the speaker. It's not about what is set up here. It's your heart posture. It's a posture that says, I want to receive from you, and I want to be transformed. So I want you to look to the person next to you and just say, you needed that worship time. You look so much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true <laughs> how many of you know there is a hundred percent truth to that right and so I, I'm so thankful for the worship team uh, you did an incredible job oftentimes when I'm preparing to speak somewhere I just ask the Lord ahead of time are there any people you want to speak specifically to and um, I didn't grow up in an environment like this um, for me growing up, it was always God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Bible. <laughs> the Holy Spirit was, you know, kind of not really talked about. And so um, knowing now just a life living with the Holy Spirit, uh, he's the one that was sent. He's a person. He's not a ghost or a spirit. He is the Spirit of God, but he's a person. He's a person of the Holy Spirit. And so we can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. It, we're not neglecting Jesus, and we're not neglecting God the Father, right? They're three in one. And so when we love on the Holy Spirit, we're loving on God the Father, and we're loving on God the Son. And it's really amazing how they work together in order to uh, deepen our... So I did ask our national team. So how many of you are new to Chi Alpha? Like, this is your first time? Awesome. Welcome. You're a part of a student family a student faith movement for all nations. That's what we like to say. And, um, I, uh, you know, Chi Alpha is not just on your campus. Chi Alpha is a national ministry. And uh, we're believing God for uh, the greatest student awakening to ever hit our planet in our lifetime, right? Think those of you who are freshmen in the next four years, can we contend for God to move amazingly amongst collegiates in, in Colorado? I asked our national team what they thought what their thoughts were of Colorado Chi Alpha. And here's what they said. Excuse my voice. We're, in California, we had, like, crazy winds, and it just, like, stirred up all this stuff in the air. It's been super dry. And then we had a power shut off. I don't know if you read in the news. 800,000 homes, including my own, uh, were, were, had no power for 24 hours. And I'm glad I did my laundry before because <laughs> <laughs> I would have been showing up a little crazy. Um, and in fact, I was blow drying my hair last night and I blew the, you know, tripped the thing and I had no, no power last night in my room. Uh, but that's what you get with a woman speaker. You use a blow dryer and it just kind of throws everything <laughs> off. Uh, so I also want to thank all the Colorado men. I've never been surrounded by so many beards in my life. <laughs> but... Not, not just any beards. They're like good-looking beards. So good job on that. <laughs> See, this is fun. We love to laugh. Okay, from you. This is to staff, leaders, students. Um, this is what they said about Colorado Chi Alpha. 
You're a true demonstra demonstration of our mission statement to transform the university, the marketplace, and the world. God has selected you in this season to demonstrate his love to the corners of the state and to the ends of the earth. You're serious about your faith and your calling, but you blend that with an enjoyment of life and a lot of laughter. And so I just want to uh, just commend you. This is when people think about you guys around the nation. This is what they think of students that are committed to the mission and call that God's called us to on our campuses. Um, I wanted, I had a word. So if you're curious about that, um, 1 Corinthians 12, chapter 12 through 14. Just read those couple chapters. It tells you about gifts of the Holy Spirit. That there are gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to his people uh, in order to deliver really the love of God, the love and power of God to those around us. And it's to profit all of us. It's not just to profit those who are Christians. It's to profit all. And so we can walk in these gifts, and they're really just like a plaid. There's nine of them if you read into it. So there's nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and then there's nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. So the nine gifts, it's like a platter that the Lord uses in order to release his love to people. And so he uses us, right, his people. We're plan A. Say, I'm plan A. And there's no plan B. Okay? There is no plan B. Nobody else is, no other thing is going to rise up on your campus to reach the lost and disciple them. Nobody else. You're plan A. And God intentionally designed that. One of the ways that we can be used by him is to walk in these gifts that he's given us. And I was, as I was praying, I was, um, I, I thought of the, the newest Chi Alpha. Who, what Chi Alpha group is like baby Chi Alpha in this district? You're the youngest. Okay. So can you guys stand up? Because this is a word for you. Okay. Again, God's words. Okay. This is, wow. Okay. Awesome. So how, how long have, has Chi Alpha been on your campus? Okay, a second year. Awesome. That's beautiful. Okay, so here's what he wanted to share uh, with you. Zechariah 4, 10 through 12 says, Do not despise these days of small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to, this, to see the work begin. And I want you to imagine a father that is so excited about this work that is beginning. Okay, I love starting new things. I don't always finish new you know, things. How many of you are like me? I love to start new things, but finishing is, like, not my strong suit. That's why God gave me my husband, because he's a great finisher. Um, so, <laughs> so anyways, God is rejoicing over this new thing. So think about Chi Alpha on your campus. This is new. It's something the Lord began in you and in, on the campus, and he is excited to, um, to do a work. The idea I got um, for this from the Holy Spirit was that uh, you're like Gideon. And you, uh, it's like Gideon took time to come to a place that he decided to partner with what God was doing. He, if you don't know the story, but he was hiding from God's assignment on his life. And God called him out. And he said, don't be afraid. You're mighty. And I, the Lord wanted me to tell you guys that you're mighty. Don't be afraid on your campus. You're mighty. You're going to do great things like Gideon did. Gideon went and destroyed um, demonic strongholds in his area. He, he, um, he came against Baal and other kind of evil things that rose up against God in his days. He, he destroyed those false gods. 
And God was with him every step of the way. In fact, there was a moment where God diminished his tribe. He did more with less people. And I just, I just know God is a good steward. And, and to each of you, he's a good steward in your life. And he's going to do more with less. And so right now, we just agree in prayer for this Chi Alpha group. We thank you, Lord, that they're in the beginning stages of seeing your kingdom come on their campus as it is in heaven. And I pray, Lord, that as they rise up, that this idea of Chi Alpha on their campus wasn't their own, but it was your idea. And you're rejoicing over this beginning. So I'm thankful for that. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to move quickly. I'm stepping out on this one. I was falling asleep, and I heard the name Lauren. Is there a Lauren in the house or Lorraine? If there's not, that's okay, because at times there is a Lauren. Are you a Lauren? Okay, this is cool. <laughs> you know, I'm still practicing hearing his voice. Oh, somebody turned off the light. I'm like, the power's out again. I'm, I'm like... <laughs> Yes, I got PTSD here. Okay, so Lauren, this is what God had to say to you. God is fully alert of your situation and your season. He does not sleep and he does not slumber. He's fully aware. He's working on your behalf behind the scenes. God is awake for your sake. Psalms 121.4. And I don't know what, what you're going through, but the Lord just wanted to remind you that he's fully aware. And he's awake for your sake, that you can rest in him and know that everything's in his hands. And so I wanted to give you that. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just bless Lauren. I bless her life. I thank you, Lord, that um, though she walks through the valley of the shadow of death, you're there. When she's on the mountaintop, you're there. Thank you that you're with her and that uh, you're working on her behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. So anybody in here struggling with sleeping? And not because you're up watching YouTube videos all night, but <laughs> like you really have a, a panic when you're trying to fall asleep. It's like all of a sudden you're trying to rest and sleep and the enemy comes with like a terror in your, uh, and you can't sleep. So if that's you, would you stand up? Is that okay for doing this? You guys good? Okay, because this is freedom. For those that haven't been able to sleep because of this, I'm telling you, you're going to sleep like a baby. Um. So this is, and I put the scripture in here, and now I can't find it. Sorry. Um, they, okay, here we go. Awesome. Okay. Because there's been an assignment against your rest and your sleep. The enemy knows that if you can be exhausted, that you'll make decisions that you maybe wouldn't make when you have, like, a sound mind. And so he just wants to bring freedom to you. So would you just kind of close your eyes and receive this? Proverbs 3, 24 through 26 says this. You will sleep like a baby, safe and sound. Your rest will be sweet and secure. You will not be subject to terror. You will not be subject to terror. And can I say, you'll not be subject to anxiety either. For it will not terrify you. Nor will the disrespectful be able to push you aside. Because God is your confidence. In your, in your mind's eye, see, God is your confidence. Keeping your heart at rest in every situation. So Lord, right now. I, I just come against the assignment of the enemy that would steal their sleep. And I just declare over their lives that they will sleep like a baby, safe and secure, knowing again that you're awake for their sake. And that they can find that rest and peace in you in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you for that. Um, so I'm Deborah Anderson. I'm Portuguese. Any other Portuguese in the house? 
Yeah, that's usually the reaction I get everywhere I go. <laughs> but we have one. Are you Portuguese? From Portugal? Okay. <laughs> okay, that's okay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm from, I'm from Portugal, the islands. There's nine islands off the coast of Portugal called the Azores Islands. I was born on one of those islands. And uh, my parents came to California when I was just a month and a half, so I can't really claim that I was raised there or anything like that. Um, I'm married to Jeremy Anderson. I have beautiful kids, four of them. I had, uh, you can't really see, but I had all four of those faster than you can say Chi Alpha. <laughs> it wasn't really fair to my body, but my body had no choice. And so there we are. That's us in Taiwan. We travel as a family. I do homeschool my kids. So... Yes, never thought I would. I didn't. I wasn't a homeschool kid, but it has been awesome for our family, and uh, they are socially great. They're not socially awkward. <laughs> with a mom, with a mom and dad like us, they're you know, uh, they're they're they have no choice but to be social. Um, I gave my life to Christ as a young woman. I grew up valuing valuing His Word and His Church. I lived for God until it began to cost me. And a lot of times, as people who have been raised in church, you come to that point, is this going to be my parents' faith, or is this going to be my own? And it began to cost me too much. It cost me friendships. It cost me relationships. It cost me fun. And by fun, I mean the kind of fun that is only fun for a season that the Bible talks about. And so I kind of walked away from the Lord my freshman and sophomore year in high school. I didn't count the cost prior to that. It's just part of life. You go to church on Sunday, go to church on Wednesday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You do the thing, and that's who you are. Um, but it, when it began to cost me relationships and the fun things I wanted to do, uh, I began to reject the very thing that, uh, the very God that was pursuing me all along. Uh, I received Jesus. Uh, receiving Jesus to me was not a marriage or a commitment where I would forsake all others. But I thought that I can live in a, the world system while trying to honor the spiritual system. How many of you know that's impossible to do? Okay, there is a world system and there is a spiritual system and we can't live in both. You can't sow to the flesh and, and think you're going to reap of the spirit. When you sow to the spirit, you'll reap of the spirit. When you sow to the flesh, you'll reap of the flesh. And so those are choices we make as we're navigating our relationship with Jesus. Thank goodness God was faithful to pursue me. I want to tell everybody in this room, whether you realize it or not, he's pursuing your heart. He's after you. I can sense his love flowing for you. You being here today and this weekend was not an accident. This is something that Father God planned for you. He had a plan for you in mind. It's not an agenda like you think. He's not coming to try and change everything about you. What he wants to do is he wants to love on you, but it will cost you. It's the free gift that costs us everything. Oh, I want to say that because sometimes we accept the free, free gift thinking it won't cost us anything, and we're really disappointed in life when we realize God can't bless someone who's sowing to the flesh. And so we're able to, when we walk with God, we're able to walk in all the blessings he has for us because he continually pursues you. So are you letting your expectation increase? 
I had been sneaking out of my room at 16, 17 years old and going to parties. I lived out in the, in the country. Uh, I grew up on a dairy. Uh, anybody else grew up on a dairy? We were just talking about that on the way here. One person, jeez. <laughs> I grew up on a dairy farm. Uh, we had Holstein cows and Jersey cows. Somebody in the car was like, oh, what are the black and white cows called? And I was like, Holsteins, you know? <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> so I grew up in, uh, on a dairy farm. And I would sneak out of my house because uh, I didn't have a driver's license at 16. My parents were very traditional. I had to wait till I was 18 years old to drive. But the parties were always held in the orchard near my house because uh, we could do a bonfire and drink and do whatever uh, in the middle of the orchard without, you know, police coming by. So anyways, I, would, I was sneaking out of my house quite frequently. Never got caught. I tell my parents today, I was like, were you just dead asleep and never realized, like, I was leaving the house for hours and never got caught. It's amazing. But anyways, I snuck back into my room one, at, one evening after partying, and my Bible was laying next to my bed. It was dusty. I hadn't opened it in months. And as I walked in, I felt this. I felt my own emptiness. I, I pursued what I thought would make me happy, and all it did was make me empty. And as I laid on my bed and I saw my Bible sitting there, this presence came into the room. And it, it filled the room. And all I can do was grab my Bible, go to the back of the Bible, find where it says forgiveness, because I knew I needed God's forgiveness. And as I turned to 1 John 1, 9, it said this, but if we admit or confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive us of our sins because of Christ, and he will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I just wept. It was an encounter I've never had with the Lord. But in my most darkest moment, my most empty moment, he was faithful to come and pursue my heart. When my heart seemed as far as it could be from a loving father, he came in a moment where he knew it'd be quiet, it'd be still, and he filled the room. Anybody ever experience his love like that where it just fills the room? And all you can do at times is just cry. You know, that's not crying that that really ugly cry that happens, that's what happened. To this day, I have that Bible, and I have tear drops around that scripture because it broke me. And from that moment on, I changed my life. My life was transformed, I will say. He transformed me. I went back to school the next day a totally different person. Never went back to alcohol. Never went back to sexual relationships. I lived for God. I counted in that moment in my room. I realized I had lived my life with the roadmap which is the Bible, the roadmap. Who has their Bible? <laughs> I lived my life with the roadmap, and I had completely neglected the guide. I had neglected the guide. See, I had the roadmap. I had all that I needed in order to grow in my relationship with God, but I had neglected the guide who would lead me into all truth, that I can read a scripture and it be just words, and I can read a scripture with him leading me, and it's life. And you've experienced that, where you've read the same scripture before, and all of a sudden it slaps you in the face, and you're like, whoa, that is, that, I needed that. That's living life with the guide, the Holy Spirit. The Bible is the only book where the author is present every time you read it. He's present every time you read it. So I went to Jamaica with my husband for a 10-year anniversary, 
Anybody ever been to Jamaica? <laughs> okay. One person. Again. I love it. <laughs> okay, two. And uh, in Jamaica, we signed up for this tour. And it was the Duns River Falls. And it's this huge cascading waterfall. It's not like one giant waterfall. It's like a cascading. It cascades over rocks. Do you guys get the picture on Portuguese? I talk with my hands, so I'm trying to give you that visual. So we're there, and um, we're at the bottom of the waterfall, and they want us to trek up this waterfall. So at one point, the guide says, I want the women over here and the men over here. And I was like, okay. So I go over here, and I was like, well, why are we over here and they're over there? And they're like, well, they're going to go up the waterfall, up that way, and the women are just going to kind of step around it. I was like, I looked over there, and some guys like my size. I was like, I won't be over here. So I went over here, and that was a stupid decision, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I had just had my third baby. I wasn't as fit as I was prior to having babies. But anyways, I came over here. So we start going up. It's about, I want to say like four stories tall, but it's about a story and a half, okay? <laughs> it has a ton of water coming off this story and a half ledge. So they have found out, these Jamaicans, this would never be legal in, in the United States, just to tell you, but that there are rocks, steps that lead up the waterfall, but you have to, like, find them through the water, okay? So they started a line, and all the guys started going. Well, I, you know, I'm a smart thinker. I was like, I'm going to get behind the CrossFit dude because <laughs> maybe he'll block some of the water, and I can go up there. So it's big brother, okay? CrossFit dude, and so I get behind him. My husband gets behind me because he's like, in case she falls, I can like, you know, make sure she doesn't die. And we have this thing with one another. We, since we've had kids, we do no unnecessary risks. For some reason, this didn't seem like it was an unnecessary risk. So we're going up the waterfall, and you have to feel for your steps. It's slippery. It's wet. So I'm, I'm trekking along. Uh, CrossFit dude is right above me. He's blocking on the water. I'm like, nice. Well, I start to slow down. CrossFit dude does not slow down. He makes it all the way to the top. Once he gets to the top, the full, you know, thrust of the water was on me as the next person in line. And I mean, if I had my face up, I would have drowned. I had to put my face down as the water is coming down. And I mean, I could not lift my right leg because of the pressure of the water, to get up to the next step. So we're, like, stuck. And there's probably 10 guys behind me waiting for me to get up. And as I'm gripping on to this wet rock, I, I'm, I look down. I'm like, I can't move. <laughs> My husband's like, go up. I'm like, I can't. And, you know, because I'm like, if I let go, I don't know. what. I mean, I could fall down. I could seriously die. So anyways, he's trying to push me up from behind. At some point, I get my hand, and I, with my leg muscle and my arm muscle, I pull my leg to the next step. But I'm still, like, five steps before I can get to the very top. So what happens? I'll tell you later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> no. So what happens? I, with my strength, I pull my leg up. I put it to the top. I take one more step, and I know I have no more energy to do another step. I reach my hand up, and I'm just like this, hoping somebody at the top will see me. And guess what happens? CrossFit dude comes, <laughs> picks me up, and sets me on top. 
And we all stood there, all these dudes, like, like in the United States. And I, it was a moment of, I could have died. How many of you have ever, ever felt like the weight of the world was just on you? You have felt like everything has been crushing down. Man, I want to take a moment right now. You're in a season right now where you feel like everything is crushing down on you. And you don't know what to do. You don't know if you can look up. You don't know where to look. You've been at a standstill in your relationship with Jesus because you don't know what to do. Because thoughts and the enemy has just been bombarding you. I feel like the Lord just wants you to know that you just reach for him. Just reach for him. And maybe this weekend is your step in just reaching for him because he's going to pick you up. and He's going to place you on solid ground. He's going to anchor you. Let him anchor you. So, Lord, for those that need it right now. Actually, can I just acknowledge who, who of you would say that's me right now in this season? Yeah, okay. God, right now, I pray for my brothers and sisters. I thank you, Lord, that when the enemy just wants them to focus on everything that's crashing in on them, that they can see your hand moving, that they can have faith that they could just reach you, and you're going to pull them out of this. Thank you right now for being so close and so near for drawing so close to their heart to lift them out of this mess. In Jesus' name, amen. Romans 8, 1 through 16. So we're going to open the Bible to make this a Christian legal, a legal Christian meeting right here. Romans 8, 1 through 16. Oh, the screen's over here. I don't know if you can see that with the lighting. Oh, I can wait till you turn there. Romans 8, 1 through 16. Okay, this is a, a scripture that you want to not just blank over, okay? This is, you want to engage all senses. You want to engage your spirit in this and receive what God has because there's so much power and truth in this, okay? Lord, we trust that you're speaking to us in this passage, okay? This is the guide. Let the guide do his work, right? The guide and the roadmap, Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the living, life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads you to death. The law of Moses wasn't able to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that you... Or he did this so that just he did this so that the just requirement of the law could be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the the spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You're controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. 
And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have made, you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. I'm going to repeat that. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he'll give you life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. You just tell your body that. You tell your flesh that. You have no obligation to do your sinful natures. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful uh, fearful slaves. Instead, you've received God's Spirit, whom he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, which is an endearing term like Daddy God. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. And in fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are, uh, but if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. When we give our lives to Jesus Christ, we possess the Holy Spirit who reveals the thoughts and purposes of Christ. The Holy Spirit knows God's thoughts fully, just like our spirit knows our thoughts fully, because he too is God. So as the guide, he will reveal and help us navigate his word, the roadmap, and life. We get this picture of in the Old Testament, and uh, those of you who are not familiar with, um, or this is all new to you, uh, this is, this, um, I'm just going to recap it, but <laughs> and the children of Israel were God's children, and they were in slavery for many years in Egypt, and God helped Moses lead the children of Israel out, and um, we get this picture in Exodus 13, 21. Then the Lord, he, see, he set them free from slavery, but did he leave them there? No, he was with them. So I want you to see this. Sometimes we give our hearts to Christ, we give our life to Christ, and we think, okay, that's it. No, he remains with you. He wants to partner with you. It's not just a ticket to heaven. He wants to partner with you. And so uh, in Exodus 13, 21, it says, the, the Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of the cloud or the pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. See, he's, he's designed you to be led by his presence. The children of Israel, which is a picture of us as children of God, were designed to live by his spirit, to be led by his spirit. It's a beautiful thing. It's a privilege that he's given us. Um, so we get this picture also with Jesus. Jesus, if you're not familiar with the scripture, it's when he went to be baptized by John. So Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to, walk, to talk him out of it. I'm the one who needs to be baptized with you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. Beautiful thing is Jesus was honoring the work of John in this moment. How many of you ever have, like, um, you go through a season where 
you know, maybe you were part of a, a church or part of a group, and then you come out of that, and you realize, like, oh, man, there's so much more than I knew there was out there. And our, the easiest thing to do is to turn around and look and be like, oh, that was terrible. I, it's so much better now. And to look back and kind of dishonor what God used to plant a seed in your life. But we can look back like Jesus did and honor the, the past uh, by, by releasing honor to, to what God did use in order to, for you to come into faith in Christ. So Jesus ex- is an example of that. He honored John's work because this is all part of the plan. So John agreed to baptize him. And after, after his baptism, as Jesus came out of the water, the heavens were open and the spirit of God descended like a dove and settled on him. And in the gospel of John or Luke, it says it remained. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. God affirmed Jesus in that moment. Father God affirmed his son Jesus in that moment. And there are moments in life when you walk with God, there are moments where he affirms you. He speaks to your heart, and it could be from another person. It could be from your friend. It could be in your small group. But God affirms his identity in you. But something happens. The spirit of God came on him like a dove. Imagine a dove just settled on my shoulder today. And imagine I did not want to scare this dove away. How would I walk? I would take every step with the intention of knowing this dove was on my shoulder. It would change me. It would transform me. I would think about things differently. Sometimes my kids want to watch something that I'm like, no. They have friends who are like their age, 10, 11, and they watch Stranger Things, which I've never seen, but I think it's pretty scary. So I was like, hey, do you think the Holy Spirit would want to watch Stranger Things with you? They're like, Probably not. (laughs) I was like, hey, that's good. But when we walk life knowing that the spirit of God is on us, it, it, it helps guide us into the way we should live with him. Are you guys doing? Can we take a smile break? Okay, before we end, I did, I had, uh, I felt like the Lord wanted me to um, call out the drummer guy, the drummer boy. <laughs> George, George, I didn't know your name, but this is, um, this is a moment for you, just kind of defining moment, I- identity. Uh, as you were playing the drums, I just asked the Lord, do you have anything you want me to say to him? And the Lord said, he's made you, he's given you a heart of David. You're a warrior and you're a lover. You're a warrior and you're a lover. You war for him like no other, but you love on him like no other. And he draws near to you. And he loves that about you, that you can war and you can fight for people and you can fight to see them come into a new place in Christ. But also you can step aside for a moment and just love on, lavish your love on him. He draws near to you. He's anointed you for great things. Uh, he's also building an army around you. It's David and his men. And I say God is putting men around you that are going to war with you. Uh, you're going to be able to, to command and say, hey, this is what we're doing. This is, what, this is the area of campus we're going to target today. This is, these are the people that we're going to minister and pray to. Um, there's something about your life that you, you give out that. And people that walk under you, they receive that. They become both a warrior and a lover. And so just bless that in your life. In Jesus' name, bless him. Okay. We're... 
we're running out of time, so we're, this is so good. You guys, it's true what they said about you guys in the National uh, Ministry Center in Missouri. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they love, love you guys, and I can see why. So, uh, oh, man, let's just take, man, okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to give God some time, okay? Some of you have lived with the roadmap, but you've neglected the guide. Today, you're going to invite the guide to walk with you, okay? It's important. He wants to walk with you. So would you close your eyes? Man, Lord, we are so expectant and so thankful that you've come to speak to us today. We're so excited about what you're, you're doing in us and what you're going to do through us. This is a defining moment for many people. We're going to look back at this time. And for one, many of you are going to commit to your life to Christ for the first time. You're going to be like me that walked into my room, and his presence filled the room. And my heart joined with his. If you, if you want to join your heart with Christ and what he did on the cross for you, because he died for you, he had you in mind when he took the nails. He had you in mind when he bled, when he was whipped, when he hung there. You were on his mind. Even if you were the only person on earth, he would have gone through those pains and those sufferings so that he can have you. He paid for it. And it's a free gift that will cost you everything. He doesn't want to take from you. He wants to give you life, life abundantly. In his kingdom are joy, righteousness, and peace in the Holy Spirit. That's his kingdom. Joy, righteousness, right standing with God, peace in his presence. And that's what he has to give you. So if you want to commit, join your heart with God's heart. I want you to just lift your hand. You just lift your hand and just let me know. Okay, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Many, many who are deciding, committing, who are allowing the Spirit of God to come and, and let their hearts be pursued by Him. Maybe some of you have hardened your heart towards God, and today's the moment. Can we have Jay come and play? Yeah. Today's the moment where you're going to allow God to soften your heart towards Him. You've had a hard life, you have every reason to build a wall. But God who loves you and pursues you is climbing that wall. He will break through to you. He values your life. He has no agenda but to love on you. He has no agenda. There's no hidden agenda with God. He wants to love on you. He wants to bless your life. He wants to fill you. He doesn't want you empty. So right now, just receive that filling of love he has for you. Let him fill you. Once he begins to fill you, he won't stop. He doesn't run out of love for you. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. He's faithful. You know what? The enemy's faithful too. He has a plan for your life. He wants to destroy it. He wants to still kill and destroy. That's what the Bible says. 
But greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And his love outweighs anything the enemy has against you. You could trust him. You could trust him. So for many of you, if you feel like you've neglected the guide, you've neglected the Holy Spirit and his work in your life, I want you to commit today to let him in, to let him guide you, to lead you. He's doing it. He's drawing close. The Bible says when you draw near to him, he draws near to you. Watch him draw close. And if you feel like he's far, with your lips, just say, come closer, Holy Spirit. And watch what he does. Watch what he does. Come closer, Holy Spirit. Watch him just fill you. It's like he's cementing you right now in his love. He's cementing you. It's like you won't be moved from this. You won't be moved from this. He's anchoring you deep in his love. your guide. It's a choice you'll make every day to wake up and be intentional about it. We're going to learn more about that tonight. I'm excited. But how we let him guide us. What's that look like practically? The first step is just acknowledging him. Acknowledge him. You know, if you have to say like I did at one time, Holy Spirit, forgive me still focused on God the Father, God the Son, I completely neglected the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He's doing a work that I cannot do. He's doing a work that cannot be undone. Yeah. If you feel an urgency to just find a place to kneel or step outside of your chair, please do so. This is like just a beautiful free place to move. I can have uh, those who are on staff. Um, I'd like you guys to maybe post around the room. And if people just want some uh, deeper time of prayer, but we do have a picture coming up. So, um, oh, but we just we just do this. We give you we give you this moment, Lord. We give you this moment to root us, to ignite us. You know, for some of you, I hear the Holy Spirit is, I'm going to activate you. I'm activating you. It's like you you have lived this Christian life that has been so honorable to God, but he's activating you to step outside of the norm. Because normal Christianity, according to his word, looks so challenging. You know, there's things that the Bible says, like, you'll heal the sick, you'll cast out demons, you'll raise the dead. I mean, that's like, whoo. But he wants to activate that in you. So let him do that. So if he's stirring you to go get some prayer, I want you to go and receive some prayer. Um, yeah. Just thank you for that, Lord. Yeah. Make a commitment tonight, uh, today. Um, your commitment to him, again, is a marriage commitment. You take on his name. You take on his name and you forsake all others. 
So if you have to tell Jesus, I'm going to forsake. And he might put a finger on what he wants you to forsake. Let him do it. That's the guide right there. He's telling you, you need to forsake this. You need to forsake that. And he gives you the power to do it. You're not going to do it alone. So let him do it. Let him lead you. Watch what he does. Watch how you transform. He's Abba Father, Daddy God. You could trust him. You don't have to fear. He's not giving you a spirit that makes you fearful. He's giving you a spirit that's full of power. Gives you a sound mind. So thank you, Lord, for breakthrough. Thank you for your leading. going to do more of this tonight. This has been fun. Thank you guys. Hey, time of prayer is not just limited to this room. As you're out and about, you see your, your campus pastor, or you see uh, uh, your group leader, core leader, I don't know what you guys called him, but I just say, I want prayer for what was shared this morning. I want prayer. And we do life together, okay? Would you like turn to the person next to you and say, I want to do life with you. I want to do life with you. Yeah. Just say it. <laughs> yeah. Man. Man. If you're going to say it, you got to mean it, though. You got to mean it. Okay? The good, the bad, and the ugly. You got to mean it. Thank you, guys. Friend.